The following interview originally aired on KPOV 88.9 on the Friday Point. You can listen to The Point 9 a.m. each weekday at 88.9 FM or at kpov.org. Central Oregon is full of athletes, all sizes and types. Olympians, professionals, ex and current, and a plethora of amateurs and youths. I know this to be a fact because I worked with quite a number of them. One of the few athletes I never had the opportunity to work with were ice hockey players. Although I know just enough about ice hockey to know that these athletes are remarkable, well-conditioned, rugged, and highly skilled. Dale Pilon, our guest for today, is one of the nicest and most polite people I have ever had the pleasure to get to know. Literally charming. When Dale told me that he started playing ice hockey at age 12, I was a little taken back. He didn't just seem like the type, and I might not have believed him if it wasn't for Wayne Gretzky, who really impressed everybody by playing ice hockey with finesse and grace instead of brute force and power. So it goes with Dale Pelon. I can only imagine him changing from Dr. Jekyll to Mr. Hyde in the locker room, from real estate broker to ice hockey player. That's the thing here in Central Oregon. You just never know someone's inside story until you take the opportunity to hear it, and Dale's story is certainly worth hearing. Dale fits nicely into the category of an interesting and inspiring Central Oregon citizen. Welcome to Central Oregon's premier community affairs program, The Point. I'm your host, Steve, here with the one who really makes the show possible, by far my better half, Paula. See you in the penalty box, where we will talk about ice hockey and more with Dale Pilon. Our guest today, Dale Pilon, is an interesting combination of strength, power, knowledge, and experience, packed into a person of exceeding honesty and kindness. Not descriptions that often go together. On ice, this man skates with the grace and speed of a highly skilled competitive athlete in the sport of ice hockey. Dale is a no-holes-bar player and now a legend on ice in Central Oregon. As principal broker and owner of Redmond, Oregon Homes, Dale's intensive knowledge gained over 35 years as a real estate broker makes him a winner in an often crazy world of real estate here in Central Oregon. In 2019, motivated by his passion for the sport, Dale went to work putting together a 60 and over ice hockey team, working with a few age 60 and over friends and teammates at Ben Park and Rec Ice Pavilion. His plans became more interesting story as they planned, and Dale had to come up with a different idea. As you might have already figured out, 2019 was the year that COVID got going, putting Dale's ice hockey Hockey dreams of world travel and tournaments on serious hold. He's here with us today to tell us more. Welcome to the show, Dale Pilon. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate that. Nice to be here. It's nice to talk to you on a kind of an interesting base because over the years we've got to know each other pretty well because you were our real estate agent. So we'll start right in. I understand okay. that you have successfully put together an over 60 world traveling team. How did you go about that, Dale? Yeah, as, as you had mentioned, we, we started in 2019, a few guys from Bend here, and we were going to see if we could get enough guys to put together a team to go to Sweden and Finland. It was through a tour company, and we couldn't come up with enough folks to do it, so I called a friend of mine up in Calgary, Alberta, 
and he got a bunch of his buddies together so we created enough of of a of a following to to do it and then 2020 march of 2020 everything got shut down we are all planned and ready to go in april of 2020 so anyway we had to we had to put that on the back burner but this year we we revived it and on april 18th we are all leaving me from here and my friends from calgary and actually we have some other guys from from the east coast i think uh south carolina or something like that and we're all going to head to stockholm sweden on the 18th arriving the 19th and we've got two tournaments there one in stockholm uh and then another one in in helsinki finland so we're, we're going to see two countries and enjoy uh a lot of hospitality and friendship and um you know very excited about it as well you should be i am always stunned uh when i think about ice hockey you guys move at incredible speed and i have to ask you do you guys have more padding than football players yes yes we we have more padding than football players we have you know shin pads and elbow pads and and then the the hockey pants but yeah cuz we we not only take body contact but quite often the puck will you know leave the ice and hit you in the ankle which is probably the worst part well could be one of the worst parts to get hit cuz it it really hurts your foot and there's not a lot of padding around your feet and your skates. But, uh, yeah, I think we're a little more padded up than a football player for sure. And, you know, just because speed does figure into this, how fast do you guys move at, you know, any given moment? Well, my age group, a whole lot less than the, than the younger <laughs> guys. So just last week or so, the Portland Winterhawks came into town and they did a practice and watching these young kids, uh, ages 16 to 20, and the speed, and we're right close to the ice, and everybody's watching the practice, and the, the speed that these kids are, are skating at right now is, is incredible. So I, I honestly don't know. I'm going to guess maybe 25, 30 miles an hour, perhaps. I'm, I'm not sure what the speed is that they're skating, but it's very fast and very quick. Yeah, I think, you know, from a, a, an American standpoint of looking at football, Ice hockey looks like it might have a higher impact than football even. Quite often that can be. You uh, you know, all of a sudden you're skating and then this guy shows up in front of you and, and uh, he stops you in your tracks. And so there's a pretty good collision there. Up against the boards, when you get hit against the boards, there's, there's, you learn to take the hit along the boards and that does, that looks, maybe it looks good to the fans, but it doesn't necessarily hurt you that much. But out in the middle of the ice, that's where you can really really take a good hit well i would imagine that you guys that are 60 and older which is pretty amazing to me to think that anybody even be playing ice hockey at that age but you must all you know kind of emulate wayne gretzky yeah at this yeah we we don't do body checking at this age so uh there's incidental contact which is fine i mean you rub the guy out or whatever <laughs> But, um, yeah, we're all trying to skate with the puck and pass and make plays like, like the great Wayne Gretzky. And, and, and so it, it changes your skill level. Because when I played, I'll be honest with you, when I played my junior league, so I'm eight, 17, 18, 19, I was probably the most – most of my game was fighting. I did a lot of fighting back then. I was kind of the enforcer. I was the big guy. So I was the enforcer. I wasn't the, the skilled player as much as the enforcer. 
And as I said earlier, it seems to be counterintuitive to who you portray out on the street. You are one of the nicest people I'd ever want to meet. And I just can't imagine you as being an enforcer. When I So in Swift Current, Saskatchewan, where I lived for a couple of years and played in their uh, junior Saskatchewan Junior League, the people I stayed with, I stayed with them for a couple of years. And one day, the, the wife of the family, she said that one of her friends asked her, how can you have that boy in your house? He's got to be just a crazy, un, un, uh, unkept guy. And she goes, oh, no, he's just the nicest guy. He's just great. And so, yeah, you're, you're correct when you said earlier about the Jekyll Hyde thing, because once you glaze up the skates, everything changes. So that actually did happen, and that's what the wife said. And uh, to this day, I'm still friends with these people. It's been 40-something years. But um, it was a Jekyll Hyde scenario. Once you, once you lace up your skates, there you go. Yeah. Over the years, did you suffer any major injuries? Well, I broke my femur once, getting checked, a hip check, and that, that hurt pretty good. It just recently in the adult league, I hit my head on the boards one time and kind of gave myself a pretty good concussion. But you know nothing, nothing terrible, no, no, no knee tears, no ankle tears, um, just a few broken bones that you know heal pretty, pretty good. Yeah, you know, and I, I know you, you know, well enough. You're a pretty handsome guy, and you ain't too scarred up. <laughs> well, they they've healed pretty well. I I took quite a few over my eyes and uh, once underneath my eye, over my eyes from punches and underneath my eye from a stick. But yeah, yeah, not not too bad. You you try to, you know, in when I played hockey, it was always my my philosophy that it's better to give than receive. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. Uh, yeah, and so why don't we flash back to your your youth? How did you start skating, and why did you take up ice hockey? So I was born in Edmonton, Alberta. And uh, until the age of seven, then at the age of seven, we moved to Bellevue, Washington. Um, but at, up until then, it was just what we did in the summer, in the wintertime. You, you know, you're, you had to get outside. If so you'd, somebody would just strap a pair of skates on you and outside you'd go. Quite often, we'd just skate in the yard or, or on the street. And uh, in the yard would be, we'd make an ice rink in the yard, out in the backyard. But uh, there was a there was a rink we'd watch hockey once in a while and but I never played any organized hockey until I moved to Bellevue Washington and so actually I started at age seven playing organized hockey and uh, went up as high as I could get in the Bellevue Seattle area at the time and so in 1975 I moved the hockey team a hockey team in Lethbridge Alberta brought me up to Lethbridge at the age of 15 to play in their junior leagues as part of your story uh you were playing with older players correct yeah so so i i was actually when i was 12 years old i was playing with 15 and 16 year olds and uh so 12 13 and 14 i was playing with 15 and 16 year olds in the seattle area and then at age 15 i moved up to lethbridge as i mentioned and and there i was playing on a junior league and that junior league was age basically 17 to 20. I mean, there was guys on my team who were actually married and had kids. There's like three levels of juniors in Canada, and junior A would be like the Portland Winter Hawks. So this team was, this, was the Lethbridge Broncos at the time, 
and I was playing in two leagues below them. So uh, in the junior junior B league is what they called it. But actually that year at age 15, I played in nine games in the Western Hockey League. And uh, that was kind of exciting and terrifying all at the same time. But it was very, very great thing. That was my goal was to you know play in the NHL. And, you know, I have to say it had to be a, an unusual experience for you in the locker room at 15, uh, you know, literally playing with men. <laughs> yes, that that was that was uh, that was that was an eye opener. I um, I was very quiet at the time because I sure didn't want to because I mean, back in the 70s, hockey was a very rough game there was a lot of fighting that was the, the philadelphia philly or philadelphia flyers and their broad street bullies and all that good stuff and so um i, I kept my head down and and uh, tried to just absorb what was going on and and uh try to be as as quiet as i could until i got to the point where i was comfortable but that took a long time yeah i i can only imagine i think your story is is truly unique because i don't know all that much about hockey other than the fact that, you know, they are well-conditioned athletes and you guys definitely are highly skilled individuals. Uh, you're doing on ice what most people can't do on their own. So I just want to once again tell everybody that you are going to be traveling to a couple of Scandinavian countries. This is going to be quite interesting, I would imagine. Yeah, we're very excited about it. Again, we leave on the 18th, and uh, I have three friends in Sweden that uh, we're going to reconnect with after about 40 years. They played college hockey with me in, in Camrose, Alberta, and then uh, another friend in Helsinki, Finland. So that'll be that'll be great. So yeah, we're we're very excited about it, and I'm I can't wait to share it once I you know hopefully I get back and share it too. And uh, because I do want to mention what you actually do for a living and the fact that in my mind, you gave my wife and myself some really good advice about buying and selling homes. And you said, don't sell your house until you have another house bought, which only makes sense in today's real estate market. So do you have any words of wisdom for people who are in the real estate market right now, either buying or selling? Yeah, so selling wise, it's still a seller's market. Uh, and then there's a bunch of different numbers showing that, yeah, it's still a seller's market because the inventory is so low. And the, the inventory is low because there's so many people, again, who maybe want to move, but the possibility of not finding a house to move to, so selling their home and then not being able to move somewhere uh, causes a problem. Uh, also, there's some people starting to think, okay, we've got inflation going. What's that going to do to the market? Uh, are we in a bubble? Is it going to be like 2007, 2008? And, and I don't think so. 2007, 2008 show, had a lot of homes where people would buy them and put them right back on the market and raise the price and make you know, $20,000, $100,000 in a very short period of time. But the house never got occupied and rents were low. So today we've got homes that are all occupied. We have very little vacancy and people are, are moving into them. So there's no bubble like that. But we have a lot of people who work at home. So a lot of telecommuters. So there's over 12 or 15%, something like that of the population works from home right now. And so we've got people from all over the country coming and working from home and maybe their jobs are up in Alaska or something, but they work from home from here. So that's pretty nice. 
It's always wise to be patient. And that's what you always told us. As a matter of fact, we looked at a ton of homes with you. I, th- I thought we were going to wear you out before we actually found one. But I think that's the, the sign of a good real estate agent. And I'm, I'm glad that you are. In this uh, final minute that we have, basically make a statement about where to go to m- learn more about your business and your hobby or your sport. My business is RedmondOregonHomes.com. And then as far as hockey, it's just an exciting time. And I'll tell you, there's people, I I met some 70-year-old guys out on the ice who are just learning to play hockey because they said that they've always wanted to do it and doggone it, they don't. They don't have much time left, so they're going to give it a try. And you know, it's, it's there. So Ben Parks and Rec has been doing a great job on getting people out on hockey. So Give it a give it a whirl. If you think about it, just put some find some gear and go for it because why not? There's no there's no time like now, right? Exactly. Well, thanks again, Dale, and we'll look forward to talking to you when you return from Scandinavia. Thanks again, Dale. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Have a great afternoon. You bet. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and our program schedule, go to kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcast at kpov.org.